Hey, ho, 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 Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. Welcome to the BoxCast Podcast. I'm Gary. And I'm Josh. And over in the far left corner of the nowhere, Narnia, is Wade. Hey, what's going on, guys? Wade, how is it over there, Narnia? It is, um, you know what? It's all right. I kind of, I like producing over here. I'm glad you guys can kind of see the back end of what goes on here at the podcast, but yeah, it's exciting. Yeah, We, we miss you over here. It just doesn't feel the do same. We? It smells different. But do we miss him? No, I don't think we do. I mean, you were over here a minute ago going, ooh, look at the elbow room I, know. I got. So I know, like, I don't have to worry yeah. about being tight up against somebody. Tight anymore. up against, well, you yeah, know, it happens, buddy. So, <laughs> well, this is our Christmas holiday episode. Woo! We are so excited to have you guys here with us. I'm going to make as many Christmas references as I can today. Um, and if you don't celebrate Christmas, but you celebrate holidays, happy holidays to you. If you don't celebrate the holidays, happy whatever day it is you're listening and watching this. Because you should celebrate every day. Because every you day is really awesome. should, and we hope you enjoy our beautiful decorations that Gary put up this morning. Yeah, it's the, yeah, it was like it's my half festive. hour of festivities, and then of course our Charlie Brown Christmas tree. That's not really Charlie Brown, but because I put lights on. I it. love the decorations, guys. I think they look great, Dude, especially on this wide. Well, shot. and you guys can't smell it, but it smells like spice and pine and cookies and all the Christmas things. So it's really nice. That's my deodorant. <laughs> it's it's called Christmas spice. Oh, <laughs> you oh, like okay. it? Yeah, it smells it's great. Good stuff. Well, for our Christmas holiday episode, we wanted to bring in, we're going to talk a little bit about some light stuff. We got we got some good things to talk about today, and I know we're going to probably close out with what our favorite holiday traditions are, Christmas traditions are. I've got a doozy for you, buddy. Oh, oh I can't it's wait. It's going to be awesome. But in the meantime, today we're going to be talking to you and discussing just between Josh and I, and maybe Wade if he decides to chime in from time to He's time. He's allowed to talk every now and then. Well, we didn't let Kevin talk. That's true. Yeah, we're giving <laughs> him a lot of power. I know. I'll chime in when I, when I deem it necessary. <laughs> when I deem it necessary. That's a perfect. When I have I to correct it. Josh. Yeah, <laughs> mostly. <laughs> so uh, we were talking pre-show, and we were discussing some of the like the things that we wanted to make sure that we highlighted and talked about. And one of those was, like, we've given you plenty of tips as to how to be a good live streamer. We didn't want to hit the same topic over again, but we decided to take a little bit more of a spin with it and talk more about holiday events. Like oh, yeah. those major events, like Christmas. I don't know. I wish I could live stream my Thanksgiving dinner, honestly. I wish I would. Oh, wow. That'd be a little weird, though. <laughs> but a food cam? A food cam? <laughs> oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. Like a little, uh, like a little, like chest body cam. You can see <laughs> oh, me yeah. pulling out. The- I'm sorry. It's getting weird. <laughs> <laughs> but like, we wanted to discuss a little bit about those holiday events. You know, you've got Christmas, you've got Easter, the two probably biggest holidays of the year for many organizations. Yeah, you, I mean, and it's stressful. It is very stressful. And if you're live streaming, you know, St. Patrick's Day, that's always a big one, too, for people. That was a joke, Josh. I'm, I'm never. <laughs> hey, there, there might be people that stream some parades about. or something Maybe like the that. parades, yeah. <laughs> but I, I don't know. Do people have St. Patrick's Day parties at their house? <laughs> I would St. Patrick's Day can go a lot of different ways. I think it I could too. <laughs> Although, I mean, I'd be interested, you know. Sweetest Day. Does anybody stream Sweetest Day? That's uh, not really a big holiday, is it? No. No? I don't think so. Maybe think Fourth so. of July fireworks. Oh, that's a good one. I've streamed fireworks before. That's that's <laughs> difficult, right? You've been that dad in the, I have been in that the audience that's like... Hey, <laughs> and you can't see anybody because it's Can like see what I'm doing. Black. They yeah. got that one light in the corner from the house that's like on the <laughs> back side. It's like yeah. illuminating the entire driveway, but yet yeah, you still can't see anything. Mm-mm. Yeah, that's me. So, <laughs> I, I, as many of our listeners and viewers know, um, I work with a church organization, um, doing everything from live streaming, audio production. You know, helping out in that direction, and um, and you've got all the hustle and bustle that comes with that time of year. 
and I'm sure it's one of the biggest oh. events of the year for you. It's crazy. Um, I'm, I'm sure the complexity is just very different than your typical Sunday or Wednesday. Or Yeah, well, you, you got to think about in the holiday season, many houses of worship are doing like multiple services in a week or in one yeah. short period of a week. Like multiple multiple services, churches, organizations, you know, houses of worship are doing like plays or they're doing some sort of Christmas production. Yeah. Um, yeah, Gary, I once had a, um, I was on support and I once had someone describe kind of the holiday season as like the Super Bowl for their house of worship. Oh, um, and they kind of, they, they that's, again, they were like, I think asking questions about like, are you guys prepared to handle, um, this. you know, this, are you guys ready? Are your servers yeah. ready? Like everyone's going to be streaming more. I just want to make sure. And I think they ended it with. This is the Super Bowl for us. Yeah. We need to make sure this is done well. Yeah, I mean, Christmas, okay, so, like, I would agree with the statement that it's, like, the Super Bowl. I think Super Bowl weekend is Easter for houses of worship. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, you know, depending on what religion you are, you have other, other different holidays that would be considered Super Bowl, but, you know, um, for our church, Easter, Super Bowl. Uh, Pro Hall of Fame would be Christmas. <laughs> that makes sense. That's fair. Which the Browns will never get to. Um, <laughs> Whoa. What? <laughs> Any Brown? Uh, I don't know. Maybe not. <laughs> Wade probably can answer that question better than I could. But it's uh, it's very stressful. Like I know that right now, like a week prior to Thanksgiving, it's literally go, go, go all the way up till New Year. Mm-hmm. And I think we have something scheduled every week in between and then ever like every Sunday there's a particular like we're doing a different lighting show the kids are coming up and they're doing their you know their Christmas sing-along or maybe you know if you're a little more older of a church or you know you've got a little more liturgical style church you're doing like you've got all the hymns and handbells are being done right I mean I don't know if you guys have ever seen them handbells those things are dope though because they're super cool when you ring them but it's like you got all these production things that you have to do so I can tell you just from firsthand experience organization is key Mm -hmm. like knowing what you're going to stream when you're going to stream it who's where how many mics you need to have set up because i like we have a christmas production every year for our kids that is a nightmare i'm just gonna be honest i and if you're watching this and listening to it whether it be on facebook youtube whatever platform if you're using our boxcast.tv link seriously put something down in a comment there or you know just make a comment about what you guys experience throughout the entire you know holiday season because I think you could relate with me that if you have a Christmas program for your kids, that could be one of the biggest nightmares ever for streaming. What What are the biggest challenges that you have to overcome, and well, what are some What are some ways you've worked around that? Well, I know that we've had to work with like Wade's voice a lot, and I'm giving you an example because Wade's got a very high tenor. Oh, voice. I I like to scream into the microphone. Yeah, so. Wade. What What most people don't know is Wade's voice is actually like 15 octaves higher than than what he is right now, and so mm-hmm. we we bring him down with coffee, uh, caffeine, <laughs> and some EQing in the in the mixer. But yeah. like little kids, they can't control volume very well. Oh, and. They don't, you know, you got little Susie up there with little Emily, mm-hmm. and they, they love to sing, and they love to, but they just can't sing. And so they're <laughs> always all out of tune, and it's always high-pitched, right? So, like, miking children is really difficult. Mm-hmm. And if you have more than maybe, say, four or five children, it's even more difficult. Well, and I feel like, Gary, correct me if I'm wrong, but as soon as you said, like, children can't control their voice volume, I'm sure they think, like, oh, I need to... to talk or you know sing louder at this part and yeah. then they get really quiet and then there's just no consistency for someone right. who's trying to like 
kind of audio engineer their voice. Yeah, trying to mix it into the house. I mean, I've had kids where we'll we'll put up um, some sort of like condenser microphone in the area that's supposed to be high range, supposed to pick up really large frequencies. Yeah, and it won't do a thing because you got that little kid who's just like not singing into the mic or not singing at all. Right. Um. Or you got the you know you got that one boy, bless his little heart. He just he's ripping it, man. He is going full tilt, like on, as loud as he can possibly. Oh be. yeah, oh he's going full tilt on you know jingle bells or uh, you know something that has to do with a reindeer, you know, and it's it's hard. Microphoning children is probably the worst. <laughs> it's probably the worst thing I ever do in audio. Or, uh, yeah, in, like know, if you can mic if you can mic a terrible child singer and and EQ him right, then you can right. do a very good. Try, like vocalist, uh, yeah. Like if you good can, way to test your skills. If you can mic a Yorkie, <laughs> okay, that's probably easier than micing a five year old child. Oh my! Um, but yeah, no, it's really hard because you got all of those different attenuations and voices and changes in the way that they do that and how they sound. And some kids just don't understand that you don't put your mouth on the microphone. Like, I'm still learning that. <laughs> I mean, I've, I know I know people who still do it. It's like, yeah. you know, they're eating the mic. So it's really hard. Yeah. I would say that's one of the biggest challenges is micing kids for productions. Right. So a tip, just so you're aware. So a tip is invest in some pretty decent, um, really good ranged condenser mics. Um and do what's known as ringing out your room before your production. If and and if what does that entail? We're talking about audio, okay? Audio in the live stream, it'll help in the live stream as well, but it'll also help in, in-house. So ringing out a room, and we didn't talk about this in the audio podcast because it never brought up, but um, ringing out the room is you set a microphone in the room. Um, you literally increase the gain to a very high level, and you set the microphone in the middle of the room, and you pump what's known as pink noise into the room. What does that sound like? Oh, you know what? I will get you a demonstration of that. We'll overlay it. Yeah, we'll, we'll overlay. We'll play it. it right now. Wow, that was crazy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and we don't. So, know. <laughs> so pink noise. That pink noise you heard is is literally it's a frequency adjusting noise. So yeah. when you pump into the room, the microphone picks it up, and what it does is it picks up the frequencies that are bouncing in the room, and then any of those frequencies that are rogue or wild or are just bad, or can get too high, maybe your speakers aren't you know, really high quality, you can bring those frequencies down and kill them or squash them. They actually call the word squelching. Oh, okay. Squelch them. And then that way you get a truer tone in the room with no feedback. That's the biggest problem with condenser mics that you're miking for children, like a large of them, a larger amount of them, is feedback. Okay. Okay? So that's when you get that moment where your kid speaks, and then all of a sudden the microphone picks it up, and it just keeps picking it up and keeps picking it up, and then it loops it, and it feeds back. Okay. So that so ringing out your room or having a good solid EQ in the room um, will help tremendously when it comes to micing kids, especially on the live stream. Yeah. Because you will hear that, that sound going into the live yeah. stream, and it doesn't sound good. Now, when you're talking about micing a children's choir, yeah. what, how many mics, where do you position them? How do yeah, you make that work? That's a good question, and honestly, that's actually personal preference in a lot of areas. I'm what I'm like what what I call the hover man. Um, I like to hu- I like to put the mics straight from the ceiling down. Okay, and, and I like to hover them over, right? So generally, when you put a mic in, in anywhere, you know, facing, it's usually in the front because most microphones have this like cardioid pattern. Right? Yep, you can pick it up on different sides, like we discussed last time. Yep, in a, in a production world, especially like for live productions, for like choirs and musicals that microphone's going to pick up no matter where it's placed 
but having it forward and in front and at a distance is the best is the best production way. And I like to put them above because not only are they picking up the microphone, uh, the voices from the person there, but they're picking up from the one behind them and the one in front of them. That makes sense. It also seems like a great way for a kid not to just mess with it and <laughs> knock it over or trip on it or anything right, like that. Right, exactly. So you eliminate the, the possibility <laughs> yeah. of tripping and you eliminate the need to have multiple microphones at different heights in close proximity to each other because mics in close proximity can cause feedback as well. Boom. So it's it. That's probably, I would say, one of the worst things that I have during the holiday seasons, during the Christmas season, is, and including when we're doing like kids' plays, like miking children, is my number one biggest pet peeve. You got that kid who just keeps touching. You're like Johnny, listen, <laughs> okay, the Lord loves you, but yeah. I don't right now, and I'll stop it. <laughs> you know, he's like touching stuff, and you're like, stop it, Johnny. I mean, when I get mic'd up, I'm instantly tempted to just say dumb things into the microphone and like mess around with well, it. You know, I think it's a natural. People are like, oh, I have a mic on. It me. is a natural thing. Well, you're also an adult, so you know how to like curb yeah. that temptation. But yeah, so miking children is hard. Um, for what about on what about on the live stream aspect of it? Well, like, that's the thing. Like, it, it, think <clears> about if you're translating from what your your audio or and your video is in the house, it's going to translate into your live stream. Mm-hmm. Um, and imagine like with just the live stream itself, one camera. Like our church operates on one camera. Yeah. So when you've got speaking parts here and you got speaking part there, and they're both supposed to be conversating back and forth, what do you do? Do you move the camera back and forth left and yeah. right? Yeah, I mean, it's tough. it's tough, right? So we developed a technique um, that when the kids are practicing for these plays and then, you know, these productions, um, they're actually being, they're actually practicing together. Oh, okay. And then when they go to do it in the rehearsal, we'll, we'll actually, we'll actually record and live stream the rehearsal so they can see where they're at. And then we make adjustments. That's another nice thing about streaming. Is just having the ability to like take a look back on how you did for yeah. your practices and rehearsals. I never even thought about using streaming for that. Yeah, it's it's probably one of the the best techniques that we've we learned to do, yeah. try to do. Is uh, we bring our kids in, they do we have the whole setting set up, the stage is all set up, yeah. props, and then they run through it, and then that gives our production crew, like my team, just a little bit of understanding as to excuse me as to how the how the whole production is going to go. Okay. Right. Yeah. So that that way, you know, okay, you got a little Johnny coming in here, and here comes a little Emily, and then they're going to meet in the middle. So we need to make sure that we catch Johnny and walk with Johnny as he comes up. If we're running one camera, if you're running two cameras, then your production style is a little bit more elevated, just a little bit. Yeah. Because then you can cut between the two and bring them into one, and say, you know, you guys have one, and that's where those um the Hollyland um the the transmitters, the microphone transmitters intercom. that we talked about, the intercom system. Yeah. yeah. That's where that intercom system comes in really nice that yeah. we talked about a few podcasts ago. Yeah. You know, is being able to communicate between your, your cameras. So I think with when it comes to production styles with live events, like specifically holiday stuff, organization is the biggest key here. For sure. Knowing. It seems like it. It hey, has to be. What Gary, a- oh, sorry, Josh. Um, Gary, do you, guys, do you recommend um, people doing like simulated live or, or rebroadcasting during those times? I mean, yeah. just, I mean, like if... Because the first thing I think of, too, is, like, how much time has to go into it for the members of your church, the volunteers, the people there. So it's like, hey, if we could all get together on one or two days versus coming in four or five, six days in a mm-hmm. row, um, would, would that be something? Is that um, something your church does? Or? We did that one year. We actually, we're not opposed to, like, doing it. Like, we actually had them do a full dress rehearsal. We recorded it with two cameras and an iPhone. Legit. Nice. 
two cameras and an iPhone. Yeah, and, I mean, that works. And then we just pulled the footage in and we cut it up. That's smart. And then we 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 rebroadcast it. Yeah, and you could put more. You could without it, having to worry about the pressure of it being live. Put more production into a it. A little more style. Clean yeah. it up a little more. Yeah. But I'm gonna be honest. It was the roughest thing I ever did with cutting and, and oh, video. Okay. Um, I'm not. I'm not like the expert at it. Like you know, YouTube. Yeah, I guess if you're not a video editor, it'd be it'd be a little yeah. tough. You'd have to kind of just do it live once, correct, and then right. you could trim it in boxcast and rebroadcast. Yeah, it. you could do that. We we actually. I mean, we pulled it into into a Final Cut and did. You know, we just actually chopped it all up and kind of fixed the audio so it didn't sound as bad. But that was. Yeah. I think that was a year and a half ago we did that. But like doing that, yeah, absolutely. Why not? I mean, if it makes sense for you to record your event if you can and then rebroadcast it the night of or the two nights you know of or whatever go for it but let's just go back to josh's point from like podcasts ago okay live is always better yep yeah it's it's a little more engaging because you someone usually knows when something's live well you can tell you can tell and so it's kind of exciting to know that maybe mistakes are going to be made or it's a little more raw yeah it's like a little more Unfiltered, it's a and, more exciting. Yeah, you're like, oh, what's gonna happen? It's like watching a Super Bowl. <laughs> is and that it? Is dude it runs across the field? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> From yeah. the stands. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say we did we did a uh, five day conference and and to be honest, we played like twenty videos that were just all pre recorded and oh, the yeah. audience kind of started to pick up that it was recorded and then like on day three, one of the videos kind of got botched up and we had to like replay it or whatever happened oh. but it like tricked the audience they were like oh it's live and then towards the end everything was live and we were making kind of some like carefully they weren't like real mistakes but they were just like hey you're you know we'd point to someone like you're on you're on you're on mm-hmm. and they would be like okay am i am i up yet <laughs> right and you're like and you're like everyone just heard you say that but it, it does like but yeah but the there. audience and what i was getting to is the audience in the chat was like Oh, ha ha ha! That's so funny that he said that. Like, there must really be live, and it's like so. Sometimes I do agree. Like, being live, even if there is a mistake, like people feel that empathy, or they they know it's okay. Yeah, I I always, to me, I prefer live, especially with live, like especially if it's like a kids' event for your church or something or your house, you know, house yeah. Worship. I just prefer live. Sometimes there's less work involved too because there like, is we have to get it right now yeah but it's the, like i said the organization thing that's my first tip i think i only really have two tips for this but the first tip is the organization the second tip is please whatever you do make sure everything works yeah like <laughs> test 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 it run through the stuff i mean i'm serious like even just let's just put the live streaming just on hold for just a second like when you go to live stream something everything should work prior to that yeah, the live stream is just a final package yeah. of all the other pieces you've put together. Exactly. Yeah. Like the live stream is like you've you've got the product ready to go, you know, you've got your 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 PowerPoint stuff's ready to go, your presentation stuff's ready, your two cameras are linked into your you know your switcher, you know, you've got uh, all of that ready to go. You're, yeah. You're, you've exactly. got audio in there, right? You've got all these little pieces and parts to the puzzle. Let's let's put put the puzzle together, make sure all the pieces are there. And then let's put it in. Yeah. Because I cannot tell you how many times I've gone in and done a a Christmas production for kids or even just a Christmas production for like Christmas Eve, an hour long service for Christmas Eve. And somebody has forgotten to turn on the stinking Christmas tree or they forgot to turn on the second camera. Yeah. So we're getting ready to cut to it. And then, you know, you're like, really, guys, you had (sighs) one job, one job to plug the power. Yeah. And I was going to say the the live streaming should be the easiest. Yeah. It should be the easiest part. Yeah. Yeah. It should be. And it yeah. It should be. I mean, it really should be. But yeah. then 
but and and we understand like guys we do this for a living like this is we get paid the 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 dollars man we balling it over here right <laughs> we balling over here we get paid the dollars to do this stuff like you guys have your own small business where you're getting paid to do production like it's your job to literally make sure everything every piece of that puzzle works you, you and you don't need to rely on something like your live streaming provider for example to botch it for you you know, if anything's going to go wrong, 99% of the time, it should be the stuff that you're handling. Yeah. And we know it takes a lot of equipment. It takes a lot of know-how, a lot of knowledge to get this stuff done, a lot of production tools, you know, whatever you're using, Dante, you know, you're yeah. you're sending over to an A10 Mini, maybe you're putting it in through some sort of filter system, whatever, who cares? You're doing all of this. But the thing that should work the most should be your live streaming provider. Yeah, right. So having those pieces and parts working prior to that is is, is definitely my second biggest tip. So do you guys do full dress rehearsal oh, live yes. productions? Oh, yes. Because I feel like that's the easiest way oh, to find yes. out what's broken. Oh, yes. No, yeah. no. We put the kids through their paces, honestly. Like, put them through their paces. We really do. <laughs> like, you want to be a star one day? You know? I picture, like, Gary's Christmas training camp where you're just, like, <laughs> being very intense with these it's kids. It's actually really good. I got Snoopy there. Um, you know, we bring Charlie Brown in a little bit. We talk about the Christmas tree and what Christmas really means to them. That's um, cool. But, no, yeah, we, we do put them through, a, we put them, I think, through two dress rehearsals. So one is a week prior, the one is a day before, um, and then the week prior, we're like just working out the kinks, making sure the audio is working properly. We got the music right, you know, people can hear it. It's in the system. It's been live stream. It's going through. And then the one, the one prior to the actual event, usually it's one, it's one night and it's forty two minutes long. Seriously, I'm not kidding. It's how long it is. Wow, one night, forty two minutes long. But the day of, we live, we probably will private live stream three or four of those rehearsals as they do it over and over and over again. And that's so we can work out the kinks on the production side. Like I got team, I got a team who's writing down notes. Okay. Right. Oh, nice. Taking notes, like when they're going to switch the camera, if they're going to do it. And I think we're all running two cameras this year for Christmas, so we can do that. So we can zoom in real quick on that, and then switch the camera to the talking part and back to the to the full screen. So that way, it adds a little more flavor to the stream, right? A little more flavor to the recording. But that yes, makes sense. actually, I, yeah, we totally do it. I would recommend that, man. I mean, so like, seriously, like if you have a production and you're live streaming or you're doing a live rehearsal of it. Just run through it. Run through it and stream it. Yeah. My other question for you was going to be around, specifically with holiday time, obviously you want a lot of attendance um, and things are slowly opening up again. Mm -hmm. So you want people to come, but then you obviously put a lot in the production so people can watch at home. How much effort do you put into promoting the service to be watched online? Yeah, that's a good and, question. And what what do you do to promote that part of it compared to like you're you're saying two things at once. You're saying come and join us or you're saying if you can't come, make it, you come can't on make on. it. Yeah. And how do you how do you balance um, that out? All right. So, I mean, I look I we work for a live streaming production, you know, service, right? Yeah. A provider. So, obviously it's like, hey, use, you know, use your live streaming provider, right? We want you to be online. Yeah. We want you to we want you to stream the service. Yeah, make people part of the experience. That's our that's our mantra here at Boxcast. You know, that's but, our motto. But the stuff we put on is only ever live streamed. Exactly. We don't ever have in person audiences. Exactly. So we don't so really relate in that same. At way. At our church, we we take the stance that we prefer you to be in the seat. Okay. Okay. We want you to be in the seat, and if there's a circumstance or a situation that inhibits you from being in the seat, then we want you to be in your seat. So we try to make that as abundantly clear. Like, hey, join us for the live service because you get way more out of it if you're if you're with us in person. Right. But you know what? In case you can't, we have this available. Right? 
And so we market it that same way, but we really don't, I mean, everybody that we talk to and everybody that we say, Hey, we're doing these things and we're bringing people in. We don't necessarily like advertise full blown that we're live streaming. Okay. They just know. Right. Right. And I will also say this, I will preface a lot of this with the, the simple fact that it's 2021 and because of the pandemic, most people expect a church to live stream now. Probably especially during holidays when they might think a ton of people are going to show or, up. Or they're traveling and they want to go, you know, whatever. Hey, I'm going to Florida to see my grandpa, right. but I want to go still attend my church service. Right. Yeah. Let's say you got little Susie and their grandparents live in Colorado and they're, you know, their family lives in Florida and they're doing a production for Christmas. I mean, that's that's one scenario where grandma and grandpa ain't going to be making it, right? Unless they're like, they're literally making a time, like they can't make it. But that also gives grandma and grandpa the opportunity to show their kid off because their family did live stream, you know, their church did live stream it. Right. And so now grandma and grandpa have the ability to show, look at my kid, and they, they hold up their device and see, see the live stream. Oh, so then this is a nerdy question, but oh, yeah. do, you, do you notice a difference in the geo-analytics? Like on Christmas services compared to your average Sunday? You know Sunday? what? That's a good Does question. Does anything change? Or? Yeah, we do see a lot of uptick in different areas. Okay. Yeah. Primarily the, the uh, northeast region of the United States, like Ohio, Michigan, Wisconsin. Okay. Um, those areas for us. But I, I would say that you would see that more common. That's, that's probably a more common thing during the holidays. You see more people from different areas watching. Um, Got in it. The area. But yeah. But like to go back to your whole, for your whole question about just advertising. We have so many tools nowadays, it's really hard to determine where you want to be. And quite frankly, for me, it's pick one or two, be good and great at one or two, instead of just mediocre at five or six. Man, that's a great point. Because it's so easy to be like, well, we can do it, so let's do it. Yeah. When you could just focus all your energy into... Facebook promotion, if that's where you, I, I mean, yeah, I like to just in, be like, where's where's the majority of my audience paying attention? Right, and you put should. all my eggs in those baskets. Yeah. Well, I mean, any 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 media company in their worth their grain of salt is going to pull their analytics for their ads and say, oh, well, you know, Google's doing better than Facebook. Well, I think we should pour more into Google now, right? Yeah. So that's the whole point. Like, yes, absolutely, do that. For us, Facebook is the biggest uptick for us that we see. We see a lot more engagement in Facebook. Um, we actually see more engagement on our website. Quite oh, honestly. okay. That's a good thing. We see a ton of engagement on our website for, for our views, but Facebook's the biggest advertisement piece we have. And of course, we do door knockers and we send out flyers and you know we buy the mailing list and mail it out and whatever. Um, but now, yeah. when you do the door knockers and the flyers and things like that, do you include the live stream option? Uh, we do. We do have it. Do you catch do you us live. It? We, okay. we say catch us live or watch us live. Yeah, but it's not prominent. All right. Right, it's secondary to, and every church is going to be completely different. Every mm-hmm. house of worship, every organization, small business, government entity, whatever, they're all going to be different. Right, all right. But for for us, we prefer, you know, we put preference on having people in in the, in the service. We feel that in service, um, in person service engagement gets you the best experience. And if you can't have that, then we give you the best experience online. Got it. Wow. Yeah, I would I would agree with you, Gary. I mean, just. Being at your church the one time when we were filming that sure video. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. Because you because you run a single camera operation and this is no knock on it, but if you were just watching it, you'd be like, okay, this is nice and I can hear and this is good. But when you're there and you're seeing, um, I remember like Tammy, one of your volunteers, was like up there and she was like, you know, doing this and waving back yeah. and forth, and it's like, it's like emotional seeing. Oh yeah, stuff. you it, totally. It's so yeah. you feel so much more being yeah, there than just listening on your headphones. Well, or and you like get that. an experience. Um, yep. it's different. 
that's why, and I guess we can just do this now, right? Just throw the plug in for our company. <laughs> yeah. That's why BoxCast, I think, is a little bit different than most streaming organizations. And I'm not saying this because I work just work for the company. Like, I've been using BoxCast. I've used BoxCast. I've heard of BoxCast prior to us even using them. I know churches and organizations and companies that use our service and say, you know, there's, there's a whole point to this that we do something different. Like, we value a viewer experience. Mm-hmm. We value a production experience. And because you have those two things tailored into our software and our hardware, it's really, really, really difficult not to want to use it. I think, yeah, I agree with that. The thing I'll follow that with, because now that we're in the self-promo <laughs> <laughs> phase of this, I think the thing that gives me peace of mind is on like a major day, like Christmas Eve or any other big like streaming holidays. Yeah, like Easter. Yeah. Labor the, Day. The reliability of that would give me peace of mind. Oh, yeah. Like, like oh, there's not going to be too much congestion on the servers and everything's going to fall apart like you've seen it happen in the past elsewhere. And it just, I feel like as a video person, that is like the last thing I'd want to worry about. I've got my Christmas tree going out. I've got yeah. little Johnny screaming into the mic, making me angry. Yeah, <laughs> I love somebody that kid. just somebody just tripped across the stage. Like the 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 quality and reliability of the streaming service yeah. is probably like secondary to everything you have going on in the building. No, it totally I would is. imagine. Well, no, it totally is. And you guys do, you know, you guys don't have dedicated people, right? One hundred percent to each correct. specific thing. Yeah, absolutely. You don't have like camera ops, video directors, sound engineers, like everybody kind of does a little bit of everything. That's gotta be the last thing you want to think about. And I and I would agree. And then it it yeah, so reliability I would actually put on there too. Yeah, I'm with you. One hundred percent. And you know what? If you're if you're looking to stream with us and you never have, you can go to boxcast.com, there's a free trial button. Click that button. Roll, give it a shot. Roll us through your pace, man. Just, you know, give give our tech support team a call. Hit that little smiley button in the bottom quarter of the dashboard. Ask for some help. We, we'd love to help you. Yeah. We want to we want to make you part of the experience. We want to make your viewers part of the experience. That's the cool thing. And, of course, you know, we talk about reliability a lot. Mm-hmm. And we talk about reliability with our microphones, with our audio equipment. Yeah. So we thank our Sure friends, Oh, yeah. You know, over These there. These are great. We appreciate all, oh, the, I love all the, the Sure stuff. Mic. These are the, Microphone. Yeah, it's all aluminum case. Very sturdy. <laughs> I told him not to use it as a hammer. I promise. <laughs> sure. We promise not to use him as a hammer. Yeah, I've heard it's a great nutcracker, actually. It's a great nutcracker, right? <laughs> right. No, I, I love this sure mic, too. I know I'm over here to the side, but here, I'll give you a quick little ease view if you're seeing visually. So we have XLR, and it's being powered by Gary's Mixer. You can also plug it into your computer with USB, and you even have a headphone jack if you really want to like listen in. And the one thing I will say, guys, before we move on to our next topic, because I know we've hit this one probably a little longer than expected, um, and I got to go back to, I love Sure. I also love BoxCast. Obviously, we work here. But to Josh's point, we say it all the time, Josh. Like, when we use the Pro, and we use the other BoxCast for two, but we mostly use the Pro, we run that thing hard. We do eight, nine-hour-long events, and it is the last thing we have to worry about when we use yeah. it. It is so, it's like, you, you, we, don't, we don't ever, we are at a point where we are never scared that the stream is going to fail because we trust BoxCast that much. And it's just nice to be like, oh, we don't have to worry about the stream. Um, when most of the time our client, that's what they're the most worried about. They're yeah. like, is it going to go live? Yeah. Is it going to work? Is it going to do this, this, that? And it's like, yes. Like, we're just so confident it's that it's going to work. And it, it's reliability. It always does work. Yeah. And, so, and rarely, rarely do you have an event where you have a dedicated streaming producer. Somebody who's just there 
to monitor and even and polish big, the stream. Yeah. yeah, even in these like rarely do you have a streaming guy. Yeah, exactly. Even in the big events for your holidays. Yeah, you know it's the same thing. Well, let's jump back in. Let's jump into yeah. our next topic. Okay. Right. So enough about what I've done and what the craziness is for all you know all of our holiday stuff at the at the church. Josh, I've been waiting to hear it. I want to know what love is. <laughs> wow. You shoot your eye out, kid. Uh, I want to I wanna discuss, just give me the best story you've got in your pocket of the most worst live streaming experience you've ever had or the most embarrassing, you know, the to- a total disaster moment. You know, mm. so, you know something that maybe you forgot to do, didn't do, would have wish you should have done. Give it to me, man. Ugh. Okay, I was twenty four, which says it all, right? <laughs> You're twenty six now, right? I'm twenty nine. Oh, yeah, man, man. You were thanks a, for saying that. You were a young buck back then. Yeah, man. I was twenty four. I got hired to be a dedicated streaming guy for a very big event in Virginia. Um. It was just a very big conference where, like, there was already a like a production company that was hired to put on all of the in-house stuff, but I got hired to be the streaming guy, just to make sure you know the stream worked, test the network. But I also got hired to create my own live mix for the stream. So compared to the in-house mix that goes to the iMag, I got hired to create a, a live switch just for the stream with you know. Graphic overlays for the online audience, things like that. You know, the whole works. Yeah, really simple. Should be a simple job, but it was in Virginia, so I had to fly there. And um, I don't know why in my mind at the time, but I decided to bring all of the equipment and more than I needed necessary for this production, except for the video switcher that I needed, that I got hired. Which is your primary thing. The thing, yeah, besides, if I would have... The only worst thing I could have done was forget an encoder, forget the live streaming encoder to make it go live. And I brought three of those because <laughs> when you're traveling for work and somebody's like, you're the streaming guy, you can't just bring one encoder because who knows what could happen. Because you're totally not the yeah. streaming guy at yeah. that point. And whenever you take a professional hardware encoder through airport security, you always get weird looks too. Like, Oh, that's funny. Like, what is this thing? Like, It just looks like, I don't know. It's in a hard case. It looks goofy. Yeah. But I take it with me on the plane because... Um, I don't want to lose it. It's the most important thing. <laughs> it's the wanna... most important thing. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to lose it. Outside of a switcher. Yeah. So in my in my dumb young brain, I was like, just make sure you bring extra encoders, extra cables, uh, an audio mixer, extra everything. And the only thing I didn't bring, I don't know how this happened. I didn't bring a video switcher. Okay. And so I'm getting on the plane, and I'm like, you remember when you got on the plane? <gasps> Yeah, as I was getting on the plane, I was like, I don't have a switcher. You did not, dude. Yeah. (laughs) So he's stepping onto a Delta flight, and he's Uh, like, oh, I totally forgot the switcher. Yes. So luckily, people in the production world are super nice. And this is a lesson, like in all of of anything you ever produce, is just be nice to everybody. Because you never know who you're going to meet again. And you never know when someone's going to be able to help you. Just be as nice as possible. Isn't that just, just a general rule? It period? is. Like live production is stressful. Everyone knows it's stressful. Be as nice as you possibly can because nothing is live or die, you know? Yeah. Life or death, I guess. And uh, so luckily one of the lead producers there, I was kind of explaining like, oh, I got to figure out a way to, you know, to to find a way to mix this because, and I just had my head down. I forgot the switcher. 
And he was like, oh, he was like, would you just want to use this? And he had an ATEM TV studio in his backpack. <laughs> <laughs> and he let me use his switcher for, had luck for the four-day event. Um, did you have your lucky rabbit's foot in your pocket? Or, I did, or something like that. Because there was no way, by the time I got to Virginia, was I going to be able to, like, in the the daytime I had, to be able to source and find something like that. But he, yeah. had, he had exactly what I needed. He was really nice about it. And then, till this day, we still share information about streaming back and forth share ideas things like that we kind of became friends from it from it but he was just so nice and i ever since then i've been like man ever since i've been in that situation anytime i see somebody in duress or they forgot something like i bring extra stuff now to give to people too extra video switchers yeah just (laughs) i bring three switchers sometimes (laughs) sometimes we do i bring okay so two things came out of that i bring stuff for other people and i definitely double triple check my gear list especially when i'm traveling i'm not gonna lie it happens to wade and i a lot where we're like do we brought do we have this do we have that you guys are sitting in the car you're three quarters of the way there yeah and you're like oh we forgot the oh I've, I've pulled over many times 10 minutes into a ride and been like do you have memory cards do you have this just to double check like the essentials <laughs> yeah wow. you gotta wow. you gotta have some sort of mental checklist and maybe I even like think through the workflow in my head. I'll like close my eyes and I'll be like, okay, camera's going to here. And then uh, that cable runs that kind of cable into this device. And, and anybody device. watching him doing this in a Starbucks and would then, think that he's a mathematician. Uh, trying yeah, to like out doing something brilliant. But all I'm trying to figure out is do I have my stuff? Do I? <laughs> I don't yeah. know. HDMI, RSDI, Yeah. HDMI, I literally RSDI. think out the workflow. And then sometimes I, if it's really complex, I just type out all the stuff I need and then check it off in my head. I but, can attest to your guys' gear because like, when we were doing the video a few months ago for the you know the Sure project, wow! Like I mean, it was just box after box after box after container after container after container. Yeah, and I was just like, I used to be a lot more minimalist. Okay, and and Wade hated it because I'd be like, we don't need that. Just bring the lightest amount of stuff you have. And there is there's something to be said for carrying around and having your equipment set be as minimalist as possible for lighter stuff. But now, ever since I've made that mistake, I'm like, for production, live production, bring everything. Oh, no, yeah. You know, you bring the kitchen yeah. sink. You bring the cupboards. You And sometimes we've been in situations everything. where, like, we've hired a camera op, and he's given us stuff, and then we've given him stuff because it's like, oh, you didn't bring that, and I didn't bring this, but we all have, like, the, it just works out. You it's know? like going to a flea market. It's Yeah, it's a lot like that. That's a really <laughs> It's good, like going to a flea it market, is. man. It's great. No, well, I mean, that's the whole point of it, it right? Is. I mean, that's the production realm. Wade. Your turn. Oh, um, I have a pretty relevant one to streaming. So Josh and I, if you've listened to the podcast or heard us talk about it before, we've sh- we used to stream MMA fights. And this was maybe like our third or fourth MMA fight. And this was like, we got our confidence up. One of like the first events we ever streamed was MMA. We had no idea what we were doing. We didn't know anything. But this one, we were like... Oh, we know what to do. We, you know, we're, we're gonna stand on the cage. Out, <laughs> we came, we tested internet. The internet's good. We're selling tickets. This is gonna be great. So we get down to Akron. It's about an hour away from Cleveland, and we're setting everything up. And we're like, let's test the internet. All of a sudden, I'm like, Hey, Josh, did you bring the box? Cut to <laughs> cut to Josh's camera. No, man. Me? Um. Okay, let me check the car. So we're like checking the car and everything, and uh, we didn't have the box. So I called my roommate, and I was like, hey, man, like, can you run up to my room and just see if there's like this white, because the box has to come in this like white cylinder. I'll try to find it. <laughs> like, not cylinder, this like white box. And he's like, yeah, it's here, man, and there's like this clear thing in it. I'm like, crap. So Josh continued to set up. 
I had to run up to, you know, run up back up to Cleveland, get it, get back just in time. And the, and the event did go well. I mean, Josh got blood on him from the MMA fighters that event. That was pretty cool. Kind of, kind of gross, but <laughs> that was um, the dopest thing ever. You know, I, I, I couldn't think of something <laughs> that was like catastrophic, like besides like an A10 mini capture card, like the capture card part not really working. But, but yeah, forgetting your live streaming encoder when you're, sp- then your only job is to live stream. Uh, definitely, definitely sucked, but we, we made it work. And and again, that probably goes back to why now when we go to events, I think we have like the pro with us. And then we, we have like two, box, we have like two other box casters that are just like the clear HDSD twos that we have in our cases that are ready to go if we need them. And so, if that doesn't work out, bring a capture card and a laptop and then maybe you can get some sort exactly. of, you know, you could use OBS, OBS or something running through. Mm-hmm. Wow. So Gary, tell us. You guys us, seem to be forgetful. Uh, we have gotten so much better. <laughs> Sometimes you, yeah, I feel like what happens is you're thinking about a lot of things. You're thinking, of, like, if you're bringing all the gear yeah. and you're not the dedicated this guy or whatever, if you're bringing all the gear, you're also uh. worried about lenses and cabling and stuff. Uh-uh. Yeah, but, you know. Uh-uh. You <laughs> so, get, yeah, Gary, uh, pre, pre-podcast, Gary was telling us um, a pretty interesting story about his fail. He didn't finish it, but you said it was something about a funeral, and I, I really, oh. I've been thinking yeah. this whole time, like, I need to he's, hear this story. Like 15 things in his, so, his head right now. So, let it rip, man. What, what well, was your biggest fail at this funeral, I guess? So, we had the... We, uh, we, <laughs> It wasn't at a church. It was just, and it was just, I'm trying to help a few friends out who are in the live streaming world. And part of the, part of the part of streaming is like, especially within the pandemic, by the way, this is pre pandemic, like pre, pre, pre pandemic is you got to bring closure to people in situations like funerals, right? That's what funerals do. They bring closure. You celebrate a life um, and you bring closure to the family. It's that, it's that moment where, you know, things start to actually come to fruition in their head. And so you got to bring comfort into that. And I get a call from, from the friend who I'm trying to help um, get everything situated for his live streaming event, and they're doing a funeral. And um, he asked me some advice about how to, how to go about, like, explaining to family, like, some things just aren't doable. Yeah. Right? And not because you can't physically do it, but because you just probably shouldn't do it. And so the family wanted to have a live stream. And they wanted to put a camera in with their family member. In the casket? Yeah. Like a POV? Yeah. Looking up at people as they came in. Oh, oh and the reason I, it's an embarrassing, <laughs> oh, wow. it's an embarrassing and stressful moment because it's not like the worst fail ever. It's not like the most dis- disastrous thing ever. Right. But it, it is one of those like. Really? Yeah. So, and do you want to get that close like, to the my yeah. first thought is like, I don't think I should be held accountable to getting I... this close to this this person the 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 funny thing is is this friend of mine he's in the process of actually considering doing it and so you have to talk him off a ledge first off and then he wants to know how does he let the family know how to do this and that that was a whole nother conversation i it's just that's one of the things to me it's not it's not the worst thing that's ever happened um but it's definitely the most awkward and embarrassing and it's one of the most difficult to explain so what did you end up doing he ended up not doing it 
Yeah. Um, he recommended to the family for privacy reasons <laughs> that maybe they shouldn't do that. And he's like, I don't want to forget my camera in there either. Oh, yeah. That's um, a good point. So they didn't end up doing it. So instead, they put a camera behind the casket. I was just about to say, if yeah. I got hit with that request, I'd be like, camera to the side or behind they it? They went behind the casket yeah. and they shot you know, shot forward as family members and people came to visit and say they're, you know, pay their final respects. But that's tough, man. Uh, I always remember that story as because then when I like have those moments and I'm like, ooh, dude, we should do this. And then I think about that. It's like, we should not do that. Yeah, it's yeah. like one of those, <laughs> like one of those reminder moments that you just, just because you could possibly do it, maybe it's not the best of yeah. ideas. You know what else is hard too in those situations? Like, I feel like that's probably pretty universally understood is tempering expectations with technical stuff because people were just mm-hmm. like, they look at you. This happens to Wade and I a lot. They're like, you're the tech guy, so you can do anything. anything. Yeah. Like, we know you. We see all your gear. We assume that this that you're basically a one-man band. Oh, you're a wizard. Yeah, you're a wizard, and you could basically produce the Super Bowl right now. Yeah, totally do it. Listen, you And it's really hard in the moment to be like- Flying jibs. <laughs> oh, yeah, you didn't contract us for that, or that wasn't in the plan. And like sometimes you can. Sometimes if you're close with the client, you have a good relationship with them, or you're close with the person requesting it, you'd be like, you know what? I'll just swap this, do that. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll make it work this way, and we'll make it. A little we'll bit just better make it work. Right. Like we do that. We have jobs like that where we're like, whatever. This is part of the culture of the organization. Let's just go with it. Right. But then other times you're like, no, dude, I'm already set up this way. I can't. I can't just like blow everything up. Yeah. But we're about to go live in five minutes. Right. Yeah. No. <laughs> for that request, it was it was the most difficult for me to help answer. Um. Like I said, it wasn't me directly, but it's definitely you know secondhand. But it's like really. Like how do you when? So maybe we, maybe we shouldn't do that. Well, that's a weird one, Gary. Maybe we that's should. I know one. it's weird. So well, hey, let's move on. Last question. I think we're gonna uh, we're just gonna jump to the end because we're running out of time here. Um, but because this is our holiday Christmas episode, um, this is one of my favorite times of the year. I think a lot of people like like this time of year, right? I yeah, mean, most people do. Um, it was my dad's favorite time of year. Um, he loved Christmas because it meant. You got to see joy in our faces, and we got the, all the family together. So good, bad, indifferent, weird, crazy, fun, whatever it is, I just want you to conjure up one holiday tradition that you absolutely continuously do or love to do, one Christmas thing that you do. Yeah. Um, my family tradition every year is to go get Christmas trees together. Oh, that's cool. At a big, like a giant uh, Christmas tree farm. Um. And I think it's my favorite thing because it's active and a little bit, you know, outdoorsy. Yeah. And it's I don't like being stuck inside a lot. Because you're an outdoorsy guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And it's fun to like pick out a tree and to like it's it's we it's weird how analytical my family gets. Like like, oh, it's it's not proportional. This one's oh, too large. Yeah. The back of it looks weird. Judy, I found one, yeah. but its branches are way too long. Like I could spend hours like finding the right tree. Really? Yeah. So are you like the Clark W. Griswold kind of people, you go out into the forest and yeah. saw it down. And- yeah, we like cut it down and we sled it back. Right, driving underneath yeah. the semi and back again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I have a, I have like a little two year old daughter now, so it's really cool to yeah. see her like wandering around, like what is going on? What <laughs> so are these green things? Yeah, yeah. It's really fun to to do that together. That's cool, man. Yeah, that's cool. And it smells great. I love the smell of a fresh, freshly cut Christmas tree. Oh yeah, they're that awesome. Tiny, like ugh. it's a good thing you don't have carpet downstairs for when it's time to get rid of that Christmas tree. <laughs> I, I know, I know. It's planned that way. How many times you gonna run a... <laughs> Every day. Every day, much. buddy. Yeah. Every day. Wait, let's hear it. 
Um, you know, this question was asked earlier pre, and I, cu- I couldn't think anything. I was going to say cutting down the Christmas tree, you know, with my fiance and her daughter. That's uh, that is that is fun. Like we go the day after Thanksgiving. Um, Ooh, that's and cool. I, and I do like decorating the house and stuff like that, but I'm going to be honest, I sparked it in this moment. So what me and my family do, um, this is going to be super untraditional, but I'm just being completely honest. Um, I love a lot, a lot of my family doesn't live in Cleveland. So they live in like, nervous. they live, they live like a couple hours away and, and we haven't, we don't usually travel to go see them because of work and uh, my parents, what they do is, is a little busy. Um, so for holidays like Thanksgiving and Christmas and Easter and stuff, uh, we go to the casino <laughs> and we go and we gamble and we have fun. And it's usually just me, my mom, my dad. Um, I don't have any siblings or anything. And um, <laughs> I said I was going to be honest. And now my fiance, I kind of got her into it and we take her to the casino. Um, a little grambling. A little, little grambling on, <laughs> on my holidays. But it's just something... Uh, we all enjoy, and I know it's a really off, it's not your normal Christmas, but it's amazing when we go on Christmas Day. It is truly amazing to see how busy the casino is. You're like, oh, you're going to be the only ones there. It's like, nope, casino is packed. So I'm I not can't... the only one who does that, I guess. Is there a Christmas tree there at least? <laughs> um, I don't know. I think so. There, ha- there has, has to, to be Christmas decorations. <laughs> I don't. I, I'm I love that, Wade. I'm speechless. That's so I'm weird. just telling you guys the truth. <laughs> That's great because the truth is. If you've gotten this far, point. you you get the truth out of me in this hey, podcast. He's with family. <laughs> yeah, he's with family. Like, do you They're guys sharing go, memories? Can I just? Add, is it like a little awkward? At least, like, do you guys make it awkward? Like, do you go like in your plaid pajamas, all matching? Oh no no no! We don't we don't we don't dress up for anything. It's definitely <sighs> not. It's like the highlight of my See? day. Like we'll eat dinner and then it's like six thirty and I mean, it's like let's go cool. to the casino. I mean, you're doing something awesome as a family. If that's a tradition, you guys are just going out and doing something. I think that's part of it. Yeah, I think that, that's great. It's just being together. Right. I just was thinking maybe I'd jazz it up a little bit in this year. Like y'all should just totally go and match like matching PJs. PJs. Yeah, that's a good idea. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll throw the slippers. idea out there. Maybe some like slippers. you just woke up in the casino that morning. <laughs> right. <laughs> and you're like, oh, right. Yeah, you guys got your you know your Grinch coffee mug and you know I'll like rip <laughs> open the like fake presents the fake Christmas tree. Like, <laughs> sit around a slot machine that's got Christmas trees on it. Sit around the slot machine and just literally open up the gifts and just be like. Wait, you shouldn't have, and it's a box of quarters. You know, just like it, it's weirdly we've been doing it for like four or five years now, That's so cool. it's become like a weird family tradition. But yeah, wow. I love it. What about uh, what you. about you, GB? I'm happy for you too, Wade. <laughs> a little nervous for you, but I'm happy for it. Um, we have so many different family Christmas traditions. Um, being pastors, um, we don't get to celebrate Christmas on Christmas usually. Because we are working the night before, or oh yeah, and we don't usually get to celebrate like all of our family together on the oh, same day yeah. because obviously we live in different parts of the country, but we have a very large extended family, and because being pastors, we don't get to celebrate. Sometimes Christmas falls on a Sunday, so you can't technically do it on Sundays. Um, but I think outside of that, um, we have one big we we do have one big family Christmas. Um, it's. It's been a tradition lately that we all get together in one of the family's houses and we go there. But the one, the one part of that tradition, whether it be Christmas Eve or with all the family or just by ourselves, is um, something my dad started. And sorry, so you had a you had a sweet moment, right? You had a weird moment. <laughs> <laughs> hey, honey, <laughs> how about for Christmas I get you a casino card? <laughs> um, I'm gonna give you a sappy moment. Um, my dad was 
without getting anything deep into it, my dad was one of the most influential people in my life because he wasn't my biological father. But he taught us so many cool things. And one of the Christmas traditions that he had as a kid and that he extended into us was that Christmas Eve, we'd all sit down. We'd all have some hot chocolate. And if I start to cry, I'm sorry, because it's like hardcore for me. Um, and he had a traditional leather-bound book copy of Twas the Night Before Christmas. An original, and he would open it up, and he would read out of it, and he'd read "Twas the Night Before Christmas" story. Wow! And then that night, my mom and dad would hand us a gift to open, and that would be what we'd have that evening. Now, usually the gift would be something like super small. Maybe it would have been, you know, a new set of pajamas or a, a really cool bath towel that you wanted so you could take a shower or something. You're right. Um, I remember getting soaps one year. It was awesome. I got all these Power Ranger soaps. It was great. <laughs> that actually sounds awesome. <laughs> it's dope, dude. <laughs> but that's the biggest tradition. So now we extend that to my my kid and oh, our family. I love that, GB. Um, and you read the you read the night before we, Christmas. We do, yeah, we do read wow, the night before, cool. night before Christmas, and then uh, I give her the gift. Now a lot of times, you know, it's it's very difficult because we have Christmas Eve services and we have a Christmas Eve party, so it's like you know one a.m. when I'm doing it, but um, but it's a tradition. And we love, we love traditions. So it's one of those things. But, you know, to take this on to the end, right, um, it's, it's all about being with each other. You know? Yeah. It's all about being with each other. That's why I'm honored that this season of this podcast has been with two of the finest gentlemen ever. And this isn't the end. We have one more episode. Yeah. Um, we're not telling you when it is because it is going to be a, uh, something that we're planning out as a live episode. We're going to have some special guests on with us. Um, but it's been an honor and a pleasure to be able to, to do this with you two guys. And now, it being Christmas, I'd like to extend a Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas. Hey, Merry Christmas to you too, G. Yeah. Happy New Year. Um, yeah. And I, I pray blessings on your families and um, your casino winnings. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I, I shouldn't even have told my story after yours. No, that dude, was your amazing. story is dope, though, because, like, you're like, hey, honey, I got a casino card for you. you <laughs> yeah. Know? But I got it on Black Friday. Well, um, thank you for sharing that. Yeah, yeah man, that was yeah. great. Well, we, BoxCast is all about making people part of the experience, whether that means you're the viewer or you're the live streamer. And whatever we can do to make those experiences better, you know, we want to try to help. And we want to be that. And as videographers and as an audio engineer, as, you know, podcasters, <laughs> you know, our jobs are to, you know, work together, make this amazing, make everybody part of the experience. And so, you know, from my family to yours, Merry Christmas. And from BoxCast family to your family, we'd all like to wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy Holidays. Happy Holidays, everybody. Yeah, Happy Holidays. Thanks for watching. Absolutely. We'll see you in the new year. 